0: This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. Francis has been guilty of saying some theological whoppers over the years. What I have for you today easily belongs in the top tier of theological errors uttered by the man the world sees as the supreme pontiff of the Catholic Church. Sacred scripture tells us explicitly to guard against whom we keep company with, and in so doing tells us that brotherhood with evil is impossible. Francis seems to either disagree or didn't read any of those parts of scripture. Let's talk about how we are, according to Francis, supposed to have love for the greatest evil metaphysically possible. Let's dive into this. First, I wanted to thank the patrons and channel members for their continued support of Return to tradition. It is greatly appreciated, especially in these trying times. For like a dollar a month, they help keep these messages coming. And if you would like to join them in helping keep these messages coming, in the description box below are a variety of options, including Patreon alternatives to Patreon, as well or as well as hitting that cha- that join channel button. Anyway, enough of that. On to the news. And the news is rather surprising because shockingly, the story received very little coverage from anyone. Save for Father Z on his blog. Father Z often gets stories that no one else notices, so my hat is off to the good priest for picking up on this rather disturbing story. Headline, Vatican Synod's Walking Together on Spirituality, Walking Togetherality is Coming. The Merciful Heart Loves Demons. Yes, you heard that right. The Merciful Heart Loves Demons. As I'll demonstrate in a moment, the Church answered this objection to the faith's requirement that we be merciful even unto our enemies, by loving demons. That was a common accept, like objection brought up by those who didn't share the faith going back to antiquity. But let's see what the good priest has to say. Quote, this isn't satire or parody or Father Z's version of the Babylon Bee. The Vatican's synod walking together on synodality, walking togetherality, is coming. They produced a document on the spirituality of synodality. I wrote about this yesterday. I pointed out a couple of their core ideas, such as It is not enough to have a synod. We must be a synod. And the point of entry must always be situatedness. I promise you I'm not making this up. A reader clued me in. On page document number 29, or in the PDF version 31, which you can find on his blog, discernment then is also an opening of the heart in love and mercy to all things. As St. Isaac of Nineveh, St. Isaac the Syrian, expresses it, what is a merciful heart? It is a heart on fire for the whole of creation, for humanity, for the birds, for the animals, for demons, for all that exists. By the recollection of them, the eyes of a merciful person pour forth tears in abundance. By the strong of a mercy that grips such a person's heart, and by such great compassion, the heart is humbled and one cannot bear to hear or to see any injury or slight sorrow in any in creation. For this reason, such a person offers up a tearful prayer continually, even for irrational beasts, for the enemies of the truth, and for those who harm her or him, that they be protected and receive mercy. And in like manner, such a person prays for the family of reptiles because of the great compassion that burns without measure and a heart that is in the likeness of God. Don't go out there and pray for reptiles, or maybe for the demons depicted as reptiles. Hmm. Satan, first depicted in scripture, is being a reptile isn't the South American demon god Quetzalcoatl a feathered serpent? End lengthy quote. I'll finish the thought for the priest, since I'm certain he was hinting at it. Pacamama is often depicted as a serpentine dragon. Do with that what you will. But yes, Francis has said a heart burning with love has love for demons. That's so blatantly, egregiously wrong that I can't wait for the crowd that is talking about how based Francis is, and how he saved the church, and is remaking the church with Traditionus Custodus, and on how great his consecration was, and all the rest of the cope that they engage with. I can't wait to see how they spin this. But I'll let Father Z continue here. Quote, Here's the situatedness. This quote of Father, this quote of Isaac the Syrian of Nineveh is quite popular in Eastern Christian thought. Google it. You find it also amongst environmentalists and animal rights activists, such as the Animal Liberation Front, really. At first glance, this is a little alarming. My first thought was, what does he mean in Syriac by demon? I looked around at some of Isaac the Syrian's writings. He talks about demons quite a bit, and he really means demons, fallen angels. Isaac is also considered by scholars to be, not without some disagreeing, a believer in apocatatastus, that is, the eventual salvation of all creatures. For now, Isaac thinks that there truly is a heaven and a hell, and that hell is not empty. But eventually, not sure how that works. He also believes that God loves the damned, and that the damned know that, that, and that it makes them suffer more. If there is out there an expert on Isaac the Syrian's thought, please correct me if I am wrong. In any event, it seems to me a curious thing to find. In a document produced by the Vatican Synod, Walking Together, document on the spirituality of synodality, walking togetherality, there should be a reference of loving. What else does having a heart on fire mean? Demons, when it was for a synod that the demon idol Pacamama and all the environmental mumbo jumbo was being bandied about. End quote. I know some will latch on to that part about what one of the figures usually grouped in with the church fathers having said this and take it as gospel truth. But remember, we submit to the unanimous consent of the church fathers. And some figures associated with them, like Origen, aren't church fathers either. And some said some heretical things. For some clarity on this, should we love demons question, that shouldn't be a question in the first place, we turn to St. Thomas Aquinas. In the Summa, question 25, article 11, St. Thomas answers the objection that if we are to love all creation, that means we are to love demons. He presents the objection honestly. And then he refutes it, meaning he says, no, we are not to love demons, as if I had to tell you that. From the Summa, quote, On the contrary, it is written, Isaiah 28, verse 18, Your league with death shall be abolished, and your covenant with hell shall not stand. Now, the perfection of a peace and covenant is through charity. Therefore, we ought not to have charity for the demons who live in hell and compass death. I answer that as stated above, Article 6, In the sinner we are bound out of charity to love his nature, but to hate his sin. But the name of demon is given to designate a nature deformed by sin. Wherefore, demons should not be loved out of charity. Without, however, laying stress on the word, the question as to whether the spirits called demons ought to be loved out of charity must be answered in accordance with the statement made above, Articles 2 and 3, that a thing may be loved out of charity in two ways. First, a thing may be loved as the person who is the object of friendship, and thus we cannot have the friendship of charity towards demons. For it is an essential part of friendship, That one should be a well-wisher towards one's friend, and it is impossible for us, out of charity, to desire the good of everlasting life, to which charity is referred, for those spirits whom God has condemned eternally, since this would be in opposition to our charity towards God, whereby we approve his justice. Secondly, we love a thing as being that which we desire to be enduring as another's good. On this way, we love irrational creatures out of charity, inasmuch as we wish them to endure to give glory to God and be useful to man, as stated above in Article 3. And in this way, too, we can love the nature of demons even out of charity, inasmuch as we desire those spirits to endure as their natural gifts unto God's glory, end quote. In other words, here we're really loving God's glory, not the demons. We're not to have any contact with demons, or be in league with them in any way, or traffic in them, or anything else. That precludes loving them. They have no free will. They made their choice when they had it, and are now subject to the consequences of those choices forever. They will not be redeemed. Any human being you see can be redeemed. We are to love creation because of the Creator. Those are things that we can debate the extent of, to be sure, but at the most bare minimum, man can be redeemed, and we must love our neighbor as a consequence of that. That does not apply to demons, which sacred scripture is clear about what our relationship should be to demons, which St. Thomas quoted enough for our purposes here. You cannot love demons. You can love how they glorify God in their, in that kind of odd way, but that's about the limit of it. The real danger here is in Francis or Francis's writers for the synodal document, taking what St. Isaac the Syrian said out of context. If he had taken and included what St. Thomas said, which you may have noticed modern prelates really don't like quoting Thomas Aquinas much, if he had taken what St. Thomas said, what the church is teaching on this is, which is that we can love these things in relation to how they glorify God. We love God's justice. We love the glory of God being done when he sets things aright. If he had included that, I wouldn't even be making this video today. Instead, what he did is he presented this in such a way that it makes it look like the church says we are to love God the that which is most evil in all of creation. It is a truly remarkable thing. Do I think Francis wants us to go love demons? I don't think he believes we are to love demons. But I'm being very careful how I say that because this is the the prelate of the Pacamama. There's a reason I call him the Pacapapa. We call him Paca Francis. And the Pacamama is a demon. That's what the thing is. And for anybody who says, Oh, you're not saying its name right, I purposely mispronounce the demon's name. I do that on purpose. He presented the Pacamama to us. He is the one who told us to essentially or tried to conflate a demon with Our Lady. He did that. Did he do it knowingly? That remains to be seen. I'll leave that judgment, I'll call up to you. I'm not so confident that he did that so much on purpose. I'm not even sure what it is he actually believes anymore on anything except on the ability of man to create utopia on Earth, which by itself is dangerous. Of course, when the Vatican is issuing documents that look like this to describe synodality, it should not be surprised that they go so far off the deep and that they drown in error. Here on your screen, for those watching on YouTube, is the spitting image of the Tree of Life which is not a Catholic symbol, but is associated with the, uh, shall we say, Laudato Si movement in the secular world. No imagery associated with the faith here, folks. Hardly any mention of remotely Catholic values are in it either. And in fact, some that stand in opposition to the teachings of the church, like ecumenism. You see that highlighted here as a central value of synodality. The rest are vague cultural Christian phrases that amount to be nice and work on being a better person. That's the stripping of the sacred from the faith, if I've ever seen it before. And you know I'm right about that. But here's the thing. Should we be surprised by this, in the slightest? I don't think so. I think we're bound to see this for what it is. More modernism, more overt rejection of the deposit of the faith, more dare we hope all men are saved, and I guess in this case, demons, and of the demands the faith puts on us in the name of being nice, in the name of being open to the wisdom of the world. That's what this is. Make no mistake about it. So what do you think about all this? Am I making too big a deal out of this? Is Father Z bringing this up and highlighting something that doesn't need to be brought up? Let me know what you think in the comments, please. And if you want to read it for yourself, I have the sources for this video. In today's show notes at returntotradition.org. That's the name of this podcast with a .org at the end. Just look for the title of this podcast episode, and you'll find the sources linked there. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. Share the video on social media. That helps a lot, too, these days. as always. Pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.